everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name's Maggie, and I do appreciate you joining me here today. Today's hot topic I really want to talk about is decline calls. So these are really going to be for your challenge credit customers, or if you're in the buy here, pay here, or the subprime lending space, this is really going to be for you. Because what I want to talk about today is how we handle customers when they don't meet our basic minimum requirements and what we do with these phone calls and how we treat the customer and the phone call itself. So it might feel as you listen to this like I'm slightly passionate about this topic and that's because I am because I do truly believe that there are people out there that find themselves in bad situations and they need buy here pay here dealers to get their lives back together. They need cars to get back and forth to work so that they can pay their bills and get out of debt. And the idea is that we're supposed to be here to help that happen for them. So I am very passionate about how we treat those customers that we can't help. So as you listen to this podcast today, just keep in mind that that's the entire premise of why we're here. And that's what we're supposed to be focusing on with every customer that calls our stores. And I firmly believe that we should take good care of the people we can help and also good care of the people we can't help right now. So yesterday I received an email. One of the members of a dealership had some questions about a customer that wasn't actually financially viable. So there was nothing we could do to help the person. They were lower income and you know just really didn't have the income to support a loan. So the question was, and I'm ad-libbing here, but you're going to get the general gist. Why would I spend time asking all of my pre-qualification questions if the person doesn't get past that first question about a reliable source of income? Which got me thinking this is probably a very common mentality. Why would I waste my time? But we really need to address this today. So as a trainer who listens to thousands of phone calls, it makes sense to me that there are some obvious reasons why you don't want to just tell that person in the first 15 seconds of them telling you their credit situation that you can't help them. So I want to get back to basics here, start at the beginning of how to handle the initial pre-qualification process, and then walk you through what to do if the person doesn't meet your basic minimum requirements. I also understand that because I am listening to so many different calls and hearing customers' reaction, and I'm also trained to listen to vocal cues, that I probably have a different perspective on this than from where the person who you know made that statement is coming from. So that's another reason I thought we definitely have to try to help move this in the right direction moving forward. So first things first, you always want to start with a full and complete greeting. And if it's not a greeting, then it should be a full and complete introduction. So if it's a greeting, you should say, thank you for calling CNM Coaching. This is Maggie. How can I help you today? If it's an introduction, you should say, hi, is Gina available? Hi, Gina. This is Maggie calling from CNM Coaching. I hope I've caught you at a great time. The reason I'm calling is to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to earn your business. Remember, those first five seconds of the phone call are where the entire first impression is built. So if you're not thanking the customer for the opportunity to earn their business, immediately when placing an outbound call, you are wasting your opportunity to wow your customer. So that's the first thing. Same thing with your greeting. You only have those first five seconds with a greeting. Make sure it's great. Remember to smile. Make sure your greeting is full and complete with an opening, dealership name, your name, and a how can I help you question at the end. Once we've done that, your customer is going to start speaking. They're going to tell you what they got going on, what their situation is. 
And the first thing you need to do, even if they give you some indicator that makes you feel like you see some red flags, there's still steps that you want to take. So the first thing that you're going to do is tell the customer, I'd be happy to see what we can do to help you out. We do specialize in helping people with all various types of credits. We have some basic minimum requirements that we just need to start with, and let's see what we can do to help you out. That's the first thing you need to do, is make them feel like you're going to try to help them. If somebody starts the conversation off with something along the lines of like, I'm on state aid, and I get unemployment, and I have a little bit coming in from a divorce, so I have some child support, I only work a small part-time job, I don't know if I have enough income. You're not going to say to that person, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing that we can do to help you out. We do require that you have a minimum income of $1,800 a month or $2,000 a month, whatever it might be, and then push them off. Because what's going to happen when that person goes back into the community? You're advertising all over the place that you help these types of people, and then they call you and we turn them down before we've even had a chance to ask them any questions, to get to know them, to get their contact information, to build value with them. One of the most important things that I tell people every single day is just because this person isn't your customer today doesn't mean they won't be tomorrow. Now, obviously, I'm using the word tomorrow loosely here. We mean at some point in the future. It also doesn't mean that this person doesn't have five other friends that might need to buy a car. And if you treat them with respect and dignity and actually take your time to help them and walk them through your series of questions to make sure you're not missing something that may qualify them, they may tell those five friends and family members about you. Either way, whether the experience is good or bad, you can be sure they're going to talk about it. So you can't advertise everywhere that we help these types of people and then when they call, shoot them down when you ask them their first question. So that's where we need to start, is we have to start by telling them we specialize in this, this is what we're here for. We still have a series of basic minimum requirements, things they need to meet in order to be qualified for our financing program, and we'd love the opportunity to ask them those questions. Then what you're going to do, and this is one of the most important parts of pre-qualifying a challenge credit customer, is you're going to ask them your basic minimum requirement questions. Now, these are not application questions. This is not their date of birth, their social security number, their last five jobs. We're not getting that in depth. We are talking about, do you have a valid driver's license or ID if that's legal in your state or passport? Do you have a reliable, continuous source of income? And maybe it's how long have you lived in the area or where do you live if you have a specific lending radius. And if you need them to prove that, then ask for proof of that. Another question I hear frequently is do you have full coverage insurance, which is also acceptable to ask. But let's be honest, we can help them obtain insurance if we have to, or maybe we offer CPI. But the main key component here is that you have to ask each of your basic minimum requirement questions individually, one at a time, as questions, and then remember, if your first question, you get a negative answer, that doesn't stop you from asking the rest of the questions because you don't want to stop the call right here. This isn't a cliff where they're going to fall off over the edge and we can never help them again. This is supposed to be a path, a path towards improving their credit and a better situation for them. And you can't have that happen if you stop the call after you say, do you have a reliable source of income? No, 
I'm currently on unemployment. I work in the restaurant industry and the restaurant I was working for closed when COVID hit and I haven't been able to find a job yet. Does that mean six months from now that person's situation won't be different? Or what about a valid driver's license? Say that you're in a state where that's a requirement and that's the first question you ask. Do you have a valid driver's license? No, I don't. Okay, well, we can't help you then. Thanks. Bye. How about asking them, okay, so what's going on with your driver's license? Oh, I have a couple of parking tickets. I just need to go ahead and pay them and then I can get my license back. Great. How soon do you think you can take care of that? These are all solutions to situations that we can overcome if we take the time to work through the conversation. Is it a little bit more work to ask the customer a few more questions and get their contact information and schedule them for a follow-up? Of course. Is it worth it in the long run? Absolutely, 100%. But in my opinion, all too often we're coming up with excuses why we didn't proceed with the remainder of the call, which in turn really helps to demonstrate to the rest of the community that our advertising isn't necessarily entirely accurate. We do not want our reputation to be, well, I didn't have a valid license or I didn't make enough income, so they couldn't help me. Instead, we want it to be, yeah, you know what, unfortunately, I met all of their requirements except my income was a little bit low. So I'm going to start applying for some other part-time jobs and then see if that will maybe help me. They said once I had 30 days on a new job, I could come back in with my pay stubs and they might be able to help me with financing. The guy was really nice. He gave me his contact information. He's going to keep in touch with me via email and hopefully I get this job I just applied for. These things happen every day in sales calls. We hear them all the time. I mean, this is literally our jobs is to help you be better at these things. And taking a phone call where the customer might not meet one of these things does not mean that they are 100% not viable. Perhaps you guys offer a co-applicant program. Or how about down payments? This is another one where some dealerships really want to ask what everyone has down. And if the customer doesn't have enough, the salesperson pushes the customer away. But what if you offer a deferred down payment program? Or what if the customer comes in and gets approved at a payment that he can afford, he just needs another 500 and he can borrow it from someone? It happens all the time. And so it's important to look past what might look like a clear decline. You have to dig deeper into these conversations. And remember that the way that you're initially treating these customers is 100% going to dictate your reputation on the internet and in the community because people run with like-minded circles right? So it's very important that if you're trying to market to a challenge credit customer, and this is the community that you want to help, and you want to help these people get into vehicles so that three years down the road, four years down the road, when they've paid this one off, they've built up their credit enough that they don't have to continuously be in this trap of high interest debt. We need to make sure that we're treating these people initially with that respect so that we can get referrals and we can gain other customers because we're supposed to be here to help them. But if you don't put a good plan in place and help them on that path, then we can't say that we're here to help people in those situations because we literally did the opposite of that. You need to tell them why they don't meet your basic minimum requirements. You need to ask all of your requirement questions and then give them a plan. Hey, I need you to make this much more money. Hey, I need you to go reinstate your driver's license. Hey, I need two more months of you living in this city, and then we should be able to help you out. Give them a plan. Then give them your contact information. Make sure they know how to get in touch with you. 
30% of customers know somebody who needs to buy in a vehicle within the next 90 days. 30%, that's a ton of people. Even if you can't help them, if you treat them the right way, they will refer people to you. But you can't have a customer who begins their conversation spilling out that they have challenge credit and they're in a poor situation and have that conversation last less than 60 seconds long because you think immediately, I cannot help this person. And then expect them to want to come back to your business when their situation changes. It just is not going to work that way. I understand that we are commissioned salespeople in a lot of places and every minute counts. But what if that one customer that you were going to cut off 10 seconds in, you actually have a valuable conversation with and you build rapport with and she refers five people to you and those people refer five people to you and so on and so forth. And now you've grown a nice little customer base all because you treated one person with respect and dignity and took the time to talk through their situation with them and put a path in place. These calls do not have to be 10 minutes long. Three to five minutes is all you need, even for a decline customer but you still need to ask for their contact information. Make them feel valued. Again, we can't advertise that we're here to help these people and then not actually do it when they call us if we can't help them. There are still things you can say and do in the conversation to give them a path to finance with you. And hopefully at some point when they're ready, they remember how you treated them and they picked up the phone and they called you. But that can't happen if you don't get their contact information, if you don't build value with them and you don't give them your name and your phone number. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I hope this brings a lot of light into a dark situation. I know we get these types of phone calls every single day, but I really encourage you to still build rapport with these customers and ask all of your questions and get their contact information and follow up with these people. You never know what might happen in their lives or in their situations. Things do change and we wanna be there to sell them a car. That's what we're here for. We're here to help. That's what we say that we're here to do. So we need to make sure that we're doing it. So our next episode will be our call of the week and it's a great one. So I look forward to going over that with you. Thank you again for joining us here and I hope you all have a great day.